0: Welcome to another week. Uh, this is episode 169 of the fantasy timeline here. Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. Uh, I'll be your host again today, Drew at DR underscore PRA, and uh, our steady Eddie here at Supa DupaFlex Bill. How's the week going uh for you since we're doing this midday in, in daylight?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a whole new world. Um, so yeah, it's uh had to kind of get our schedules aligned and, um, you know, we, uh, another week we're what now halfway through the regular season, uh, or most for most leagues, at least. And, uh, I've definitely seen a lot more people, um, throwing trade offers, uh, the last, like the last week or so. So I think people are really starting to figure out where they are. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we're definitely gonna see some. I mean, people's prices are all over the place, you know. Some people still don't get the art of trading, and maybe that's something we can talk about. But like yeah. um, uh, um yeah, it's and others are uh, very reasonable. So it's uh you know, whatever. Um uh, it's it, it's fun. This is a fun time of year for me. Um, how are you doing? I'm good, man.
0: I'm good. I'm glad we we're able to make this work. Um We have uh, it sounds like Josh has got some uh, extra responsibilities coming up at work here with uh, some things going on. So uh, he claims he's going to try to bug us in the chat. Uh, Hopefully his boss is not also a subscriber slash (laughs) listener. So we may see him pop up here. But yeah, I think for the foreseeable future, uh, this this may be who you got. So uh, for better or worse, uh, we'll see what happens. Those subscription numbers. Uh, in the ratings, but excited to be here with you, Bill. thanks for being flexible and doing midday. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to see uh, going from the week of everybody on buy that mattered to now nobody on buy. So I'm curious this week how many people are gonna regret trades they made last week to fill out a starting lineup. I think that's something that uh, we can tend to get trapped into year over year is, well, shoot, I need to make a I need to make a move to have a chance to look good on projections, right. And then all of a sudden you get into the, End of the week can realize well uh that move that i made maybe didn't do as much as i thought or maybe if you held tight you got rewarded and you pulled an upset and now you've got an extra win under your buckle going into a, a full strength week so yeah excited to hear some of the things that you've seen in your leagues i've got a couple of trades I, I know i've run by you this past week that um we can put out here uh not a ton of uh major injury news uh i got bit this last week because i I was late to the game on getting a 49er backup and I, I lost in my SFB matchup because I sat McCaffrey. Um, so that was a bummer. I didn't pay close enough attention to that, but I'm trying to think of the big, big ones this week. I know Jerome Ford, maybe depending on who you've got for depth is a, a bigger story for you, um, especially with Kareem Hunt still kind of dealing with his quad injury. Um, I think some of the other ones are a little bit more a little bit more minor like we expect Jalen Waddle to play this week, Saquon should play through his elbow. Uh, any other injuries that you saw pop up or that you're kind of monitoring to see if you need to make any lineup changes?
1: Yeah, there wasn't too much. Um, Jerome Ford was definitely the one that um, you know really caught my eye. Um, as for other injuries, I mean, I guess is DK Metcalf coming back, Um, yeah, he still shows questionable. I think, um, I guess the other one too, uh, you have
0: finally, uh, Zach Ertz. I guess went to IR. So people were speculating he might be a deadline move for the Cardinals, but now for everybody that maybe stashed Trey McBride from last year, um, starting to see some of that potential handoff or passing of the torch there. Uh, not just because of the injury opening up opportunity, but I, I think the last couple of weeks we've seen some of the, the snap counts level out. So he's another one that for your dynasty folks, or maybe again, if you've lost um, any of your, your tight ends or you've been just streaming kind of bottom of the barrel because you didn't get one of the top three guys uh, maybe go and check and see if Trey McBride happened to clear waivers today, if they ran for your league. But yeah, I don't think any other super high impact guys out there. Um, anybody coming back that you can think of, uh, I, I don't know what the timetable is still on Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, uh, for those of you in super flex leagues or two QB leagues.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think there's really anything I'm expecting to like, I mean, I, I, yeah, there's really nobody that I'm of note that I'm, you know, I've heard, okay, he's definitely back this week. Um, I guess the one other injury would be Deshaun Watson where there's talk mm-hmm. now of him, you know, yep. maybe being set on the, uh, IR. Um, yep. but who's, who's to say, um, what's happening there like and we could probably even have a whole conversation on that situation and like what do you even yeah. do I mean if you have Watson you just have to yeah, you're throw him on the star. bench and pretend you don't have him for a while right and just hope for the best kind of thing I think so I, I don't know I, I've only got him in I think one dynasty league now
0: so I, I don't know what the market is for him um you know having him on that roster There's part of me that I don't know if I could get a first, like if I got a first ish, um, I I think I would have to strongly consider that um, because I I would hate to see this be the beginning of kind of the slow trickle to irrelevance and just watching him leak value over the the rest of the season. I I did see uh, the Browns sign PJ Walker to the, to the squad uh, for this week or moving forward, I guess. Um, So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, I I did see for those of us who maybe have had different, differing opinions on Deshaun Watson as the person versus him as the, the fantasy quarterback. Uh, I forgot who posted it a a few days ago, but watching uh, watching Baker Mayfield do fairly well with the Buccaneers after they sold the farm to get Deshaun Watson in Cleveland feels like a little bit of poetic irony there, I suppose, depending on what your take is. Um, But I I certainly hope as a Bills fan, uh, Baker, Baker turns it into a bit of a pumpkin tomorrow night uh, on the short week, but um, but yeah, with with Deshaun, I, yeah, I, I think we're probably in the same place. You, you hold him unless you get an offer that's intriguing enough to actually move him, or something that's helpful enough if you're a contender and you're lucky enough to have you know a stable of three or four decent quarterbacks, including Watson.
1: Yeah, I I'm actually I just looked up some uh, trades in the DLF Trade Finder, and it, it looks like there hasn't been there was one trade with. IDP. So I'm really not even going to look at that one. But then uh, the tr- last trade before that, that involved Watson was over a week ago. Uh, and it was Richardson and AJ Dillon for Watson and Madison. So, wow. like, I mean, if you can make that trade and get rid of yes, Watson, please. Uh, do it. But I don't think you're going to see that Yeah. Uh, in very many. Um, another one, Watson for a first and a second. Uh, Watson and a that. second for Kelsey in a third. Interesting. Uh, Murray and Pier- Alec Pierce for Watson and Evan Ingram. So Kyler yeah. and Watson kind of, you know, just a little bump on the Watson side, I guess. Um,
0: yeah. I, I am back in that place where, yeah, I would, uh, I would prefer to have Watson over, or I'm sorry, Kyler over Watson yeah. at this point and then see if you can maybe turn that over into, you know, when Murray comes back, turn his increased value again into something else that maybe you like longer term, but yeah, it's a a tough spot to be. in. if uh, I know a lot of us had differing approaches to last off season and, you know, last year as he was coming back, trying to, you know, figure out time to market with Watson a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, it it sounds like there's a a little bit of a, a range of, offers that you could put together there. It doesn't sound like everything is, uh, everybody's totally out on him yet. So hopefully you have somebody in your league that maybe, um, would give you something back that'll help
1: you. Do, do you think like holding, if you have him, like his price is about as low as is going to be, uh, without him showing that he's worse. Right. So like while he's sitting mm-hmm. on the bench, like I can't imagine that his price is just going to keep dropping, um, much at least, um, is it almost worth Throwing him on your bench and just having the hopes of, because you'll have all the off-season talk about him improving and healthy and da 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 da, and um, you know, is there a sell point, like a higher sell point somewhere in the future before he even takes another snap, it, or is that just a you're rolling the dice and it could be like everybody's just put off by him because he hasn't done anything in half a decade, <laughs> you know.
0: Uh, yeah. Um my my opinion is uh it if I can if I can get him for either like the 112 or less, I would I would make that bet and take that risk with him. Um but yeah, because we watched him go through that offseason cycle last year after he came back for a few weeks, assuming that an uh, you know an offseason training camp with Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, they got Elijah Moore. David Njoku seemed to be um, kind of showing some more of his potential. Uh, you had Nick Chubb, who you thought he'd be able to rely on and, and take some pressure away. And, and he just has not shown the elite um, output that we expected or that he was putting out there before all of his issues came up off the field. So I, I don't know that the bounce back to a, even a top 10 version of Deshaun Watson, I I'm not uh, real optimistic, or I don't know that I have the patience to wait and see in most of my leagues, if that's going to happen, where most of the time roster spots are pretty valuable. Um, now I know in a lot of leagues, like the leagues that you run, um, you know, you increase that roster for the off season to make room for rookies and so forth. So if you have the room to do that, and maybe you're in a rebuild or you, you can afford to wait on that, then I certainly think that's fine to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm not making a whole lot of offers to go get him unless I can get him really, really low compared to market value at this point. And even then I'm tempering my expectations of what next year could look like. Because if he goes on IR now for a minimum of four weeks, I mean, we're pushing into week 12 after that, um, depending on where the, the Browns record is, you know, um, hopefully they'll be competing and they would want to have him start. But if for some reason they're not. there's a very real outcome where he may not play again this season, depending on how bad the shoulder thing is. And you're waiting for another 300 days before you get to see this guy in live action again. And I think most people will say we've watched this movie already last year. I'm going to temper my expectation and I'm not really going to throw a lot of extra at getting him next June, July, August.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. You're probably right that most people will be, less uh excited to add him um this so this might be the time to strike while the iron's hot and people aren't too um, jaded by the situation and um you know like there's some teams where he's like my fourth qb and it's maybe that's where i i trade him and maybe getting just a player that can help you or a couple um older players that can help you it might just make sense to do something like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, if
0: you can get a Mike Evans plus something else that might give you that playoff push or a little bit of depth for the next round of bye weeks you know, some of these guys that are, you know, fringe first round value, you know, that's, that's what I'd be looking at.
1: Yeah. His uh, I just looked on um, dynasty trade calculator to see where they valued him because you know, it's always good to use those things just to see kind of where everybody's at. And like, even a week ago, I'm pretty sure that he was valued at like basically two late firsts. And now it's down to like, a. Uh, it's probably like the one Oh nine ish. I still think that's high. Um, but What's yeah.
0: he at there? Like 2022,
1: uh, it's 23, seven. So that might even be less than that. Um, a mid first is 20.5. So maybe it's I'm a little wrong. bit more. Yeah, yeah. So it is more. Um, I mean, I get it. There's still a name, but I, I yeah. oftentimes, I don't necessarily agree with their evaluations yeah. much, at least. But
0: it's, it's fluid though. Cause I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, you could, like you said, check next week and it might be in the teens, especially but if it goes you know somebody IR who's
1: using the trade calculator might now's the time totally. to make a move, you know?
0: Yep. Totally. So, um, yeah, I mean, we can uh, let's let's run through and just see if we have. I, I think for like good, bad, ugly, I I have a good and an ugly. Uh, I think you and I probably have a similar similar good if we're thinking about it here. Uh, just maybe some recency, but um, what comes to mind first for you when you think about good from Week Seven, Bill?
1: Oh, geez, uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, um, that's probably the good for me. I mean, he looked like. I mean, he looked like the. Lamar Jackson, we were hoping he would be. Mm-hmm. MVP um, candidate there. There was a lot of um, of uh, talk about how they were really close offensively. And, um, of course, they did it against my Lions. But, um, no, I mean, they looked like he was just making all the right decisions. And, um, you know, the, the offense was actually really fun to watch. So it was like um, if he's clicking, it's really tough for people to beat them yeah. um so yeah, a lot of composure uh which was i think good for people to see And it, it's
0: always funny to see he's such a polarizing player on the social uh socials right because you start seeing people pulling receipts as soon as his performance goes one way or the other
1: yeah um
0: but happy for him happy to see him do well yeah it's, it's tough we both had a lions and bills both had a, a tough week here i think josh won out having the bye week yeah uh, the, Cow- <laughs> the cowboys but um yeah, another another purple jersey comes to mind as well, uh coming from Monday night and watching Jordan Addison, who I was uh I was way too low on. Uh, and I think I was I was too much too influenced by the fact that Justin Jefferson was in the offense, that TJ Hawkinson was in the offense, and um he is just incredibly uh talented there. And you know, the touchdown before half was Eye-opening uh, is one of those, you know, oh, shoot, is, is Kirk Cousins going to turn into primetime Kirk Cousins right before half? And then all of a sudden he ripped that away. And uh, somebody put a tweet out there that was hilarious um, where they reversed it, where uh, they pretended that it was Brock Purdy's pass that got intercepted. To, um, and, you know, you saw some people confused trying to correct the person, but a, a great, a great tweet. I forgot who that was from to give them credit. But, um, you know, look at this look at this pass. That was a completion for Brock Purdy, get taken by the DB to the house. And it was, uh, it was quite impressive to see. So he was, he's probably who came to mind first, just cause I saw it happen last. But, um, what were your thoughts on him coming out of the draft? Where did you have him? I think we all had him and everybody else kind of after JSN, but, um,
1: yeah, I mean, he was in that bunch. Like I, I drafted like all three of those guys pretty much the same. I didn't, wasn't like higher on Zay or Quentin Johnston or Addison I was just kind of like I did definitely drafted more uh JSN um but honestly that doesn't have any that has more to do with just me accepting that I have no idea how to evaluate those guys I mean they all got drafted in the same four picks you know what I mean so it's not like um the NFL separated them you know it's just a matter of who fits where um he was just a concern and still a concern is that his ceilings capped when uh jefferson's playing so like i mean he looks good i mean he looks like he's going to be like maybe the t higgins to um jamar chase i mean not the same type of player but like the same type of you know contributions to Mm -hmm. um the team um so yeah i mean that that was cool i mean he definitely i kind of did the same thing where i didn't get him into my lineup because well you said that about cmc well I kind of was playing with this thing where I was either going to start J uh, or Addison or CMC on Monday. And I played another receiver on Sunday because I didn't want to risk getting zero points by playing CMC. And I needed to have somebody on my bench that I could replace them with. Um, So I ended up having Gabe Davis play who got me like 1.6 points. And then Addison scored 30. Um, And you know, that was the difference for sure for me, but Um, yeah, you know, like he, he definitely looked good. Um, and it's, it's, I bet you it helps that he knows he's the guy, right? Like he's, yeah. okay, I'm the guy that he's going to be looking at. So I need to be on the ball. I need to be focused. I need, you know, all that kind of thing. And that probably helped him. And, and hopefully that's a a jumping point because the week before he also didn't have Jefferson playing, lining up and he, he had three catches. So yeah, like it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's it's cool when we see these young guys, like, pop. And, like, so now no matter what happens this year, like, he's still going to be a guy that everybody wants next year, even if he goes back to the two to three catches a week through the next, you know, the rest of the season. So um as long as we can see these guys pop at some point their rookie year. And, I mean, yeah, I have and no it, doubt Addison's going to have more good games than just this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got – uh the most touchdowns as a wide receiver,
1: second only to Tyreek, I think at this point, which, yeah, uh... I mean those, that's not real sticky, you know, but like it's, it doesn't hurt when you have a the wide receiver one across, you know? So like, yeah, I mean, he may end up getting more than his share of touchdowns just for that reason. And yeah. um, I mean like that one last night or Monday was totally fluky, but um, pretty fun and cool to watch. Yeah. Well, it's good.
0: It's, I think it's, uh, uh, I forgot who I was listening to earlier today, but you know, talking about how the, the landscape is changing for some of these rookies and even for Jefferson, right? How many people got frustrated with Jefferson in the first three, four weeks because he didn't do what he was supposed to. And then all of a sudden turned it on in week six, seven, eight, and they're on out. And now we're seeing some of these guys come in and, you know, I think maybe JSN is experiencing a little bit of that based on his role in Seattle, but watching some of these guys come in right away and make, make an immediate impact. And, um, yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it's pretty crazy. Like the value shifts during the season, like once a guy pops a little bit, like how much his value is versus somebody who, um, didn't. And then also take lock and like, okay, everybody like JSN more than, um, Quentin Johnston, right? And Quentin Johnston hasn't done really anything. Um, But JSN really, I mean, he's done a little bit, but nothing to the point where you would go, oh, he's popped, you know? And um, like his touchdown last week was just wide open. Like there was nothing that he did out of the ordinary. And uh, But we look at these fantasy points and we go, oh, well, he's doing great, you know, or he did really well this week. And um, why is the value, like, I mean, I bet you you can get Quentin Johnston for a second round pick now. And I bet it's seven games into his rookie season, you know, like yep. same thing could have been happening with um, you know, like uh Aman Ra, his uh rookie year. And it's like y- you got, it's you gotta be careful, right? Because it's like do you um if you hold on too long you lose all the value, but you don't wanna sell like Quentin Johnston at this point, right? Because it's like no. I mean the value is so, so low. And, um, there's still hope, you know, he's, he's totally. a guy that's a bigger bodied wide receiver that usually takes longer to do well in the NFL. Give him a yep. little bit of time.
0: Yeah. He was actually the one of that group between him flowers and, um, uh, Addison that I, I preferred because of his situation going into, uh, LA with, you know, Justin Herbert being, knowing that he would be with him for a while and, uh, you know, assuming that something like what happened to Mike Williams might happen to Mike Williams and he would have an opportunity, which, you know, it looks like Josh Palmer is kind of stepping up this year. We'll see what happens after the season. But if you can go and get a first round wide receiver who should have some time to develop, uh, and, and everybody will probably go back and, and Keel Harry and you name your, your other busts in the past. But again, with what you're potentially able to get him for or the type of package that you could include Quentin Johnson into, I think it'd be uh, silly not to go out and kick the tires a little bit and see what you can put together. That might be uh, worth holding onto, especially if your league has a taxi squad, or again, if you're in that rebuilding phase where you're just trying to accumulate all these dart throws that could turn into something in the next season or two. And, And who knows, like you said, we might be halfway through the fantasy season, but we're not even halfway through the NFL season yet to see what happens. And never mind if the chargers go into the playoffs and Quentin Johnson gets an extra game or two this year, um, there's, there's so much that could still happen there. So, um, I, we, we talked about our bads. I think, uh, our teams both, uh, had, had bad weeks. So I don't know if you have anybody else individually that you were thinking about as a a bad, um, and then really the ugly, uh, the only thing that came to mind, really not even fantasy relevant, but, um, it's a Kareem Jackson finally getting, I guess the outcome is finally right. Right. Oh yeah. uh, Casey Jackson. Uh, who is, who was it? Is it Casey Jackson? I don't remember, uh, but uh, yeah, he finally got suspended for a few games after having some of these ridiculous plays against uh, you know some of these tight ends and receivers. That that's just there's no yeah, place. he just for that. needs to
1: learn to like li- lift his head. And I mean, you know, because he's he's missing at these guys and lowering the helmet, you know, just hitting them from the with a crown. And um, or yeah, you're right. It's uh, Casey Jackson's the one that went to. uh, New England. So I'm, I got the wrong guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's just, it's rough, you know? And it's like, he didn't, he, I think in this hit to Musgrave, I'm not even sure he, or was this one Musgrave?
0: Yeah. I think yeah. that was, yeah. Like, I'm not yep. sure
1: he actually got him on the, like with the, his helmet, but he's still lowering his head. So regardless, like he's got to like, retrain his body to not do that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, games, games tough enough as it is. And, and we've talked about it before. It's tough for defenders, right? You know, it's, it's hard to be a defender in this league, but there are some very clear things that um, won't fly. So if you want to have a, a career here and then, you know, I think we, we all want to see the best play the best, right? So not that he's, you know, targeted or gotten to anybody that's, uh, you know, a franchise player at this point, but uh for the product for the nfl i think they have to keep an eye on that so hopefully hopefully this will help him uh figure out what he needs to change moving forward and we'll have um you know some some better outcomes there but let's uh we got a quick question here uh, it's funny you and i were talking about before i wonder wonder who's going to show up at the end of their work day here who's going to have the availability to to kind of hang out with us so Kenny Beachy, uh, if you're currently six and one, your QBs are Gino, Pickett, and Russ Wilson. Are you trusting to win with those guys and rely on the rest of your team that got you to six and one? Is this super flex or one QB? Yeah, so a couple questions here. Yeah, what What kind of league is this? Um, and what's up, Are we Beach? talking <laughs> – are we talking uh, – do you know what le- – you don't know what league this is in, right?
1: Um, I don't know what league this is. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, is this
0: dynasty redraft? Is this uh, superflex single QB?
1: I mean, Beach is in a bunch of leagues with me. Um, okay,
0: is this Beach Boy? Dynasty Beach Boy?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, oh, this is the this is the guy that uh, that r- ripped. Oh yeah, Nog. Good, good. Oh. I don't know that I really <laughs> want to answer this since you ripped Nico Collins out of my hands last week from uh, in that trade. There, nice trade. Um. Yeah, so for OG, man, let's let's take a look here since we're, um, we're all in this
1: league, right? Yeah, so I would say um, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, I mean, the only thing I'm really concerned with is Russell Wilson, um, just because I don't know at Peyton are if Peyton is <laughs> Rocky's like, yeah, those are fine because <laughs> that's how Rocky plays. But no, I mean, I agree, I think I'm fine with that. Um, because even if Russell Wilson ends up somehow finding the uh the bench because Peyton just doesn't like him or whatever, I mean, Pickett's at least heading in the right direction a little bit. So, um, and depending on how your team's built, um, you know, like any other positions I'm His totally team's cool in pretty
0: pretty good shape here. He's actually um, we talked about uh, Lynn last week a little bit. Who's leading the league right now undefeated, but Kenny here has got a pretty good squad that uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, it's making my, my trip to the championship a little more challenging. He's, he's also got Josh Dobbs that I think he's been able to start for the first few weeks here. So again, depending on what happens with Kyler and how long he's out in the matchups. So, uh, but he he's sporting some running backs. Uh, CMC, who we mentioned earlier, one of your favorite uh, cheap running backs, Raheem Mostert. Uh, he's also got Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Kyron Williams on IR, and Devin Singletary, uh, which is fine. So I think, you know, running back feels really good yeah uh, at this point. And then wide receiver, we talked about how he uh, got himself Nico Collins last week. He's got Chris Godwin. Uh, he picked up puka uh and he's got michael Pittman, garrett wilson robert woods and then he's got george kittle who i know you're i think you're a little lower on than i am at the tight end position but with the 1.5 premium we've got here he's a fine startable you know tight end week in week out um so uh you know if i were managing this team uh i think i would be looking at whoever your least favorite quarterback is if you want to maybe reinforce your tight end a little bit Uh, If that was an option, maybe get a second tight end, but in case Kittle gets hurt or something like that, because he can kind of be a little bit reckless in the way that he plays. Um, It was good to see him bounce back from getting hit in the junk on Monday night. It looked like, so.
1: Yeah. He uh, literally told the defender, you hit me in the bleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. uh, You know, Kenny, your team looks really good here in this league, especially with the settings we've got and, um, if you, if yeah, you wanted to upgrade,
1: it sounds like he's asking if you should upgrade quarterback. Right. So like, if you're, if you're looking like, I'm fine just sticking with Kittle as your only tight end. And then if you have to add another tight end at some point, just wait until you have to. Um, so yeah. if I was, if you wanted to upgrade those quarterbacks, cause you don't really feel good about any one of those or one of those, um, maybe you can, throw one of your running backs um, on top of one of those quarterbacks for an upgrade. Cause it's not to me, at least the way I, I p- play, you have plenty of running backs, like more than you could start. So um, <laughs> like, I think that I would totally be comfortable doing that. If you, if you find somebody who's willing to upgrade one of those quarterbacks, but I mean, at this point, you kind of have an idea of what these guys are doing and you know what you're getting out of those um, quarterbacks. So it's, like yeah i think upgrading at this point is just buying you more years it's not necessarily buying you more points so yeah um so i'm i'm fine in this you know during the season just holding yeah i'm looking at the standings here and you go down and i think kmac is probably the
0: only one that might be uh, in a position to be open to something like that like it, he's got dac so if you like dac better um, or again, if, if you think that Deshaun is gonna bounce back and be potentially elite after he gets his shoulder sorted out, you know, K mac got both of those guys, so you might be able to to work something out there. But uh, but yeah, I agree with Bill. I think you're in, in fine shape as is. Um Rocky agrees. He- <laughs> Rocky agrees. So so yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Figures Rocky is on here uh, you know, end of his day. I think Rocky, you work from home. Are you able to do this uh kind of on the second screen or something here.
1: Don't answer Uh, that.
0: Yeah. No paper trails, but, uh, but yeah, any, uh, any movement or anything interesting you've seen in your leagues as far as trades or moves this week? I know you mentioned earlier that seems like there's a lot more action starting to pick up in the last week or two. as we hit the middle of the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had a few people, you know, that are just now they're kind of looking at their team and saying, okay, I need to um, start making some moves cause my team's not going to compete. And, um, so I've seen one guy just peppering my league saying you need to come get Camara, you know, just, so I, I, made an offer, um, like, uh, a second and uh, Romeo dubs. I know it's probably a little light, but like, um, I don't think it's egregiously terrible. And, um, Oh, there you go. And, um, so And then he comes back and he wants like, I have like a first that's really early next year. He wants that first, you know what I mean? He's like trying to recreate and have throw junk on the side with Camara to get to this like elite pick basically. And it's like, all right, you're not contending. You have a 28 year old running back. I'm not going to give up an elite piece, you know, for, um, for, for that type of player. And, um, so sometimes you have to, if you want to get the points off your, your team, don't give the player away, but at the same time, you can't expect to get the best piece back, even if they're producing, you know, it's like Mostert, he's probably worth a second. Right. And like, he's the number four running back. You're not getting any more. The guy's 31 or 32 years old. So yep. it's just a matter of are the, is it worth more for the points to be on your team? or not. And so, um, you know, I, I think people just kind of need to recalibrate what they're trying to do and what the value is for them being on or off their roster.
0: Yeah. Let me, uh, I'll bring one up here. This is one of these safe leagues that I'm still in here. Uh, so I actually just completed a trade, uh, I think yesterday, let me filter this out by trades. Um, with actually uh, our uh, fearless leader here, Russ is a, a co-manager with. Um, gosh, I forgot who else is with him on this. There's a group of three guys here that are all uh, managing one of the teams, so they're contenders, pretty strong contenders. Um, so I I sent them. I'm trying to get points off here because it's potential points for draft position next year. I sent them Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen, and Janu Smith. Uh, and a two-point tight end premium and got back uh, Rashid Shahid, uh, Chig Okonkwo, and uh, their second pick next year. Just trying to shed some of those um, the heavy points that Janu and, and Thielen have been producing. And then Aaron Jones is an aging running back as well. And I, th- I didn't even bother to put in the calculator to see because uh, I think that might have held me back if I did that. But knowing I'm getting a, a younger tight end, we'll see what happens with Chig uh you know I I like Rashid Shaheed enough to see what he could turn into and then you know I'll I'll stack up whatever seconds I can because this this roster is um got a lot of holes in it so that was one where I think um if we were to plug it in it probably doesn't look great on paper but I feel good about uh getting the points off the bench and looking at where my potential points have been Uh, I need to I need to sink pretty quickly here if I want a top three pick still
1: Yeah, I think that that's the right way to go about it. And I think that that's important because sometimes we use those trade calculators as crutches and it's, and it can actually convince you to not do something, even though logically it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, like what, what's the value of Adam Thielen in the off season, even if he has a wide receiver six um, season, probably max is a, a late second. And then yeah. you know what I mean? And then like yeah. what's the value of Aaron Jones um right now? It's not a first, you know, it's it's probably a second also. And um who is the other one? Uh Johnu. Oh, John who's nothing. So like who I, I picked mean,
0: off, off of waivers three. So weeks like ago. two,
1: two and a three, maybe is like the best you could hope for. So yeah, like, but if you look in the trade calculator, I'm sure it's like an enormous number probably like a first and a second, you know, or something like that. And it's just like, that's not uh reality. And um so that's a good, good call and good for you to be disciplined to not do that because like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like that could completely, completely convince you to not do it. And there's other factors, right? Like you're trying to yeah. uh, get, get those points off your team and that's worth more. So like, what's the difference between if you're the one Oh six or the one Oh three next next draft season. Like you're going from an elite piece to like that next tier. And, and that's way more than probably the, you'll probably have to pay more than the one twelve to go from one Oh six to one Oh three. You know? Yeah. So
0: I would, uh, my goal in this league is to get into the top four because of what we're projecting next year. Um, I, I am pretty well out on the idea of taking a Brock Bowers at one Oh four. So I think, I would be be excited to get one of the two top quarterbacks, Marvin Harrison Jr. or um, whoever the RB one is, if it ends up being Braylon Allen or somebody else. So top four is my goal. I think I'm just outside of that because of potential points Mm. because I've got multiple quarterbacks I'm hanging on to. So if I can get myself and drop into the top four picks, um, if you tell me next year I could have gotten Braylon Allen for Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen, and John O. Smith, I'm thrilled.
1: Yeah. So So that, that's sort of like the way that you need to look at that sometimes. And that's where I think we all kind of, we get very stubborn and, Oh, I want to get, I need to get this much for this situation. Well, sometimes you are, it's just not, um, you know, it's not calculate calculable, right? Like it's, uh, it's more, uh, something you won't even know until the season's over. So, um, uh, Yeah. On the
0: opposite. And I, I did make a, a win now, win now ish move. Uh, I know we were talking about Anthony Richardson a couple weeks ago. So I, I finally went through with something this past week. Uh, did not help me win the week, uh, unfortunately, but uh, so I sent Anthony Richardson and my first, which I'm hoping in this 12 team league will be in the last three picks. So 110 mm-hmm. to 112 uh, and I ended up getting uh DAC Hollywood Brown and uh, Devin H hand
1: back. I don't, I, I like that. Um, you know, you're going to get some guys that can help you this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, cause you got to think like that for late first is one of those, play, one of the non quarterbacks that you're getting back. Yep. So then you're giving up Richardson for Dak and one of the others. So I find that to be fair and reasonable. Um, and it helps you this year more than it would otherwise. So yep. um, I yeah, so. I, I like that. Um so. oh speaking of Rocky, I did get an offer from him last uh last weekend. Um okay. it was one of the ones like I just wasn't sure um my situation warranted what he was asking. Um it's uh actually in Superflex Army two and um he was offering me um uh, Saquon and Devonta Smith or D- no Devonta Freeman or no Foreman Devonta Foreman mm. or Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, for, uh, love, um, uh, Jordan love and, um, Jalen Warren. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those, like I have Herbert Stafford, um, Watson and um love. So like I have um basically four quarterbacks um but I I do have like Moster Montgomery um Jalen Warren. So like I'm not like I mean Montgomery I'm just waiting and I I'm just yeah. not sure like do I turn a quarterback into a running back? Um, you know, and I know, like I've heard on all the podcasts, how they have a really tough, uh, the Giants have a really tough rush. Uh, it's rough on running backs. Schedule is tough, yeah. yeah. Um, now, but he's also an elite running back, you know, when he's playing. And, uh, so it's like one of those things, like, um, it'd be great to have him added to my roster, but at the same time, it's like, do I really want to give up a quarterback for, for him? but at the same time there's question marks on Jordan love. So it's like, there are, um, you know, and I, I, so I I really haven't come to terms with what I was going to do. Cause I've still been looking at potential like, uh, counters. Um, even though this offer was last weekend, um, I'm just not sure what to do. So, um, but I thought it was a, a fair offer. Um, what are your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I I have not been real big on on Jordan Love, um, so that would have been a tough one for me. I I, I think in a 14 team Superflex, I'd still like to have the extra quarterbacks if possible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you've got uh, you've got Herbert, who's certainly young. We'll see what happens with Watson. Um, you know, I know Stafford is kind of getting aging, so it's nice to have Jordan Love at, at least as a younger quarterback for now. Um, and yeah, I think with where the rest of your team is, there's certainly not any urgency to, to have to get a running back. And I guess, yeah, it's another injury question, right? I mean, how far out is David Montgomery from returning at this point Another couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I haven't really heard a whole lot. Like I know it's that, uh, a cartilage, rib cartilage it's, it's what, uh, Justin Herbert, um, dealt with last year but the difference yeah. is you're not running right into the defenders if you're Justin Herbert. Right. right? So it's a, it's a little bit of a different a situation. Yeah.
0: Um, Got a, a week nine by coming up. So I think it's realistic. He's probably not back till week 10.
1: Yeah. I, and, I would agree with anything, that. I would,
0: I would hope that the lines do right by him and get him get him right through the, the buy.
1: I mean, um, and not to brag, but I am seven and zero, oh, So it's not like I have to um, panic. You know what I mean? No. Like I could kind of sit, there and say well you know i i like to live a little like when it comes to the uh uh running backs you know that so like i i need to feel like i'm alive um so um if i'm not stressed out a little bit i'm not sure if uh i'm really playing fantasy football correctly no, uh um, you
0: you're fine i mean you got ceh sitting there too who is a potential trade before deadline kind of guy that might go to a place where he gets some run but i mean with raheem mostert starting uh as an rb1 i mean this is kind of a, a you back you uh backed into kind of a hero rb situation for yourself here yeah and then i when mean H- he H- H- your- comes back
1: i'm not gonna feel nearly as good um so there's a lot of things that are gonna change over time so that's why saquon is definitely uh intriguing um you know what i mean just to cause then that's my hero. Um, and then I could have him and Montgomery going into the playoffs, Mm -hmm. which is a lot more comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: so. I have a hard time believing that that type of offer isn't available in three, four weeks though, either. Right.
1: Well, and I mean, and then I think, I think did Rocky win this week? So it's like, um, you know, now is he less likely to move? Um,
0: no, I mean, he's three and four. Yeah, think he was two and four
1: uh, last week. So,
0: yeah, um, and his points for is, you know, kind of middle of where he, he should be. Yeah, and you've got Sonny down there with eleven hundred and forty nine points at two and five with just some ridiculous matchups this year. Yeah, who I think would probably start to climb here as things progress. And so, yeah, I I would imagine that um, that type of offer, assuming that Love still has the the starting job and he hasn't just absolutely, you know, shit the bed week in and week out. I would think that that type of offer would still be there. And then, yeah, you you don't know in three, four weeks, who else has a running back. Maybe that they're looking to offload that, you know, you could fill that with if you had to. So,
1: well, I mean, I I know Rocky's going to hear everything that's said here. So like, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there because I understand that there's definitely risk holding on to love too. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. like, there's the risk of running backs just because they always get hurt. I mean, we've seen it every year for the last X years for Saquon. Um, but how how uh certain are we that Jordan loves the quarterback next year? Um I'm I not mean, I I'm pretty sure he's the quarterback the rest of the season just because like Sean Clifford is the backup and he sucked in college. So it's like um I'm not sure he's like ever gonna be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So it's love and then but they're gonna if they potentially win enough, they're not gonna be able to get a a rookie next year so they'd have to sign a free agent to play over love um and they're usually pretty loyal to their players so it's like th- these are the things that are like rattling yeah. around in gotta, my head you know you and it's think like it um but and and i think the 14 team um is really what's changing like uh my perspective um like over the the running back but um I mean, if you look at trades on the trade finder and things like that, I mean, I, I think they're pretty close in value, mm-hmm. um, those players. So, Yeah. I think um, if this was
0: the the OG league, if this was a 12 team super flex, I'd be, I'd be all over that based on my view of Jordan love. Yeah. Uh, if I'm a contending team, but you, you do have the luxury of being not only undefeated, but I think you're still the top scoring team in this league. So it's, it doesn't feel like it's fluky at all where it's at risk of, you know, getting outscored. Yeah. Um, so, and, I and mean, I, you do you do
1: it for, do you do Jordan love for those two running backs without me give sending Warren back? I mean, Deonta Foreman's not really much. Um, once Khalil Herbert comes back, uh, Roshan yeah. gets cleared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I,
0: I don't, if I were in your seat, I probably wouldn't at this point.
1: Yeah, uh, you wouldn't I mean, even wouldn't, think about making that move. You mean, or you wouldn't? Um, you wouldn't do no. like a counter or anything. You just kind of hold based on the situation. Hold. Yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, that's Unless, that's probably the sound way, just because it's like the value of a quarterback if they play next year. It's more um, like preserved value, you know. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. And then, I mean,
0: I guess, I guess technically Deontay Foreman could have, you know, he clearly got a path to playing time now. Uh, so it depends on what you think about Khalil Herbert and Roshan. D- you know, is he going to be relevant again this season for you? Is he the type of guy that you would like to have kind of on your depth chart? Um, but yeah, I, my personal opinion is I, I'd rather in the 14 team, or I'd rather have the fourth quarterback and, uh, you know, kind of gamble with that. Yeah. And Especially it's fourth knowing. quarterback
1: with Watson, you know? So it's yeah. like, he's yeah. really my third quarterback. When you think about it, um, if Watson ever plays again, I think were you and I talking, I don't even remember. Were we talking about that on air or off air? Yeah. I don't remember.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was 30 minutes ago. Oh geez. <laughs> so I couldn't yeah, tell that, if it was 30 was, minutes
1: or 50 minutes. So That's yeah.
0: funny. Speaking of Saquon though, and Rocky in a, in a league that Rocky runs, I, I put, I texted you about this this morning uh i'm i'm upset that i didn't get this done sunday morning because saquon would have been the difference of me beating rocky on sunday in this league but uh i i sent the equivalent of a a mid first um and uh schoonmacher over to uh this guy for saquon and i end up getting zay jones back as well because it's a start three running back start four wide receiver so i need a little bit of depth there so um puts me, I think in a, a good position here. Cause I'll be, I'm top three right now. I'm third out of three based on points. All three of us are six and one. Uh, I was undefeated going into this week in, in Rocky uh, the bye week got me here. And, uh, and that's and, where we are there. But uh, yeah, so I, I did make a move for Saquon cause I like him and you know, I know the giants have not been uh, an offensive behemoth this year, but he, I think he is talented and he's involved enough in both the run and pass game that I'm hoping he'll be, good value for the rest of this year and I, I think there's value beyond this year for him i don't think he'll be uh i hope he doesn't just hang up the cleats after this year uh, so i'm hoping it's a, a couple of years that he'll be serviceable there but um but yeah it's, it's interesting to see in, in different leagues but this is again a 12 team league uh and having to start that many running backs i i felt like i needed to have Someone, because the last couple of weeks I have been starting Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor together. And I know that that combination is not going to be sustainable as Taylor, I think, is starting to look more and more like himself. Uh, this offense that Minshew is, is running, it was crazy to see um, both Pittman and uh, Downs do really well this week as well. So um, it could be a lot of fun for the rest of this year to see the Colts just kind of go out there and say, Screw it. Let's go.
1: YOLO. Yeah.
0: Yep. (laughs) Oh gosh. I had somebody else ask me about something similar
1: bills, defense
0: or jets defense rest of season.
1: I'm going jets. Um, yeah, just because they've shown that those, some of that elite defensive traits, um, the bills have lost so much. So many, I mean, losing Milano and white Mm -hmm. alone like completely changes that defense. Like Milano is everywhere. And um, it seems like he made so many plays that um, helped Buffalo get shorter fields and, um, and losing your top cornerback kind of hurts you pretty hard. So um, I think the jets showed against the bills um, that they're still capable of playing um,
0: against the Eagles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or that's actually, that's who I was thinking of the Eagles. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it's the jets. Um, and I, I mean, I have to imagine that their, uh, schedules are very similar just cause they're in the same division. Yeah. Right? So,
0: yeah, I mean, it, 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 hurts me to say it, but, uh, I think that's the right answer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't like those defenses, but don't, don't hold me to that because like I completely tanked that one last week when I said Ridley over, uh, um, <laughs> You got it right, Drew. So kudos to you. But me and uh, uh was it Punt Pass Kick or, or uh, pass puff, kick. puff Pass Kick? Um, <laughs> both uh, got wrong. Uh, who was that? Ridley and who?
0: I don't even remember. I'd have to go back. And yeah. See yeah. That. But I,
1: I remember right when I saw Ridley's game, I was like, yeah, fuck that one up. But,
0: um, yeah. Any given week, man, that's, that's the beauty here, right? You get some things where you think you made a mistake and uh, I'm trying to think of, I don't think it was this week, but a couple of weeks ago, I saw somebody on the timeline, you know, Oh my gosh, I left this player in by mistake. And I just benefited hugely from them actually being in there versus who I was going to put in. And
1: yeah. So Yeah. I think um, like, I'm pretty bad when it comes to like lineups. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I overthink things and I, but I really have no, at the end of the day, it's like, it's just, I'm going with, typically I'm going to go with whatever the, uh, um, whatever it shows me as projected points, almost like, I'll at least use that as a guide till I get it down to a couple players. And then I'm like, it's all feel and like, let's roll the dice kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how you get in your head. Uh, with some of those in the start sits and um, it's funny because it, it is I think we talked about this a little bit right kind of the curse of choice where it's like if you have a lot of good choices to pick from it feels like you tend to get it wrong more often than not versus finding that right tension of like you, you're not going to mess your running backs up in Superflex army two, right you're, you're going to get that position right almost every given week you know wide receiver on the other hand you could probably afford to trade one or two of those guys cheaply to somebody like me who's trying to catch up and compete a little bit more. Uh, um, I'm down for that. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. So, uh, George Play Zero One gave us another question here. So, seven and zero team. Team is a CMC, uh, Kenneth Walker, Olave, Goddard, and flexing James Cook. Should I trade Kenneth for Bijan or Olave and Cook for Bijan? Um, so, it's a one QB redraft uh, standard league. So. Um, no PPR here pretty straightforward. Um man, this is tough. I I think I would keep Kenneth Walker at this point. I mean, Bijan um you know, I know he was getting a lot of catches early on, which would have helped you if it were PPR. Obviously this week it sounds like there's some maybe some funny business going on with uh, the Falcons and why they didn't list him on the injury report appropriately. Um but uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Olave here. Apparently he got Pulled over going super fast, and I don't know if that'll lead to any kind of punishment from the organization or not. But it doesn't sound like the NFL is doing anything there,
1: yeah. I doubt that. I, I think I definitely am not doing the uh, the Kenneth Walker Bijan one. I don't necessarily know that there's that much of a difference in mm-hmm. uh, standard between the two. Um, the Olave and Cook for Bijan, um, that's interesting, but like, I don't necessarily like who would you be playing, um as your next wide receiver, if Olave is gone, you know? So yeah. like that, that was, that'd be my one question. And if there's a big difference between Olave and who you'd be starting. Um, although I do like having Bijan as my flex, essentially, you know what I mean? Like if you could do Olave and uh, cause Olave is only probably scoring six to seven points um, per yeah. week in standard. Um, maybe a little bit more, but it can't be much more because mm-hmm. uh, I have him in a very similar league and I know he's not real exciting to start. So, um, so yeah, I would be fine doing like, upgrading yeah, that one a little more from Cook to Bijan. Um, for the cost of a lave, if, if you have a decent wide receiver you can replace him with,
0: yeah. So that's where again, dig deep on your uh, oh, Deontay J. Yeah, heck yeah.
1: Yeah, there's really not much difference between Alave and Deontay aside from a little bit of ceiling. Um, uh, so yeah, I would, uh, I'd be cool making that trade.
0: Yeah, I mean you got Tank Dell in there. Yeah, yeah, JSN if he picks up. So yeah, I think you've got enough other options that are close enough to Alave that that feels good to to do that kind of a move. But if you're seven and zero oh too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tinker too much unless you you're foreseeing some you know, really tough opponents or something, or, uh, if you're really digging into the data here of what like strength of schedule looks like and for some of these positions and you've some concerns there, but, um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think Bill and I are on the same page there as far as keep Kenneth Walker and then go for the Olave and cook. If that's uh something that's on the table for you. So, um, well, yeah, I'm trying to think, do you have any other, uh, any other exciting things going on in the, in the leagues or anything uh, that you're looking forward to in week eight? I know we mentioned briefly on the front end here that we have a uh, full strength rosters for week eight, which will be interesting. Then we go into week nine that has more buys. So hopefully everybody you're, you're putting together your best lineup this week and you don't have too many holes or their existing holes from some of the earlier uh, injuries in the season that you're, you've already uh, been addressing here, but um, uh, but yeah, this was fun to do this kind of the middle of the day. We'll see, uh, I'll try to go ahead and get this, uh, published this afternoon, get this out there. Um, and then we'll see how some things turn out and, uh, hopefully we'll have some more trades to talk through next week. Um, as always, feel free to send us the questions, uh, through, you know, through the X, I guess, formerly known as Twitter, uh, you got, you know, bill at super me at, uh, DR underscore PRA. Like I said, last week, of course, I know Josh is kind of stepping Back in some of this here, but uh, I think he's still good to respond to a tweet or two. If you've got some start sit questions or any trade questions for him, there uh, at Real Fantasy TL. Um, thank you again if you're listening to us uh, live. Hopefully, we made uh, the end of your workday a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. And if you're listening to this later, appreciate you taking the hour and hanging out with us uh, virtually there. So if you get a chance to rate a review, uh, I think that still does something good for us somewhere somehow. Uh, if not, we'd love to hear if there's anything that you want to to hear uh, as we kind of move forward for the rest of the season here. But with that, I think we have wrapped it up for today, Bill, and we're out of here. Late.